Is reality TV ruining us? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, reality TV. That's right, everybody. We're talking about reality TV this week. And who's we? We is me, DJ, and Roxy. Hello, Roxy. I'm the main we in this we this week. You're the we. You're you're the we in this week. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. I am. And you're the eek. Eek. I'm the eek. That's yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) Um. So before we get into a little business up top, um, but 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 if you're listening to this and you want more content like our Q&A, the Spider-Versity show I do with Sal, you can do that over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Also, Sal and I do an X-Men show the third Wednesday of every month as of this recording. It should be the next upcoming Wednesday. We're going to be talking about The Wolverine, the first of the James Mangold's Wolverines. Uh, so be sure to check that out live Wednesday, 10 a.m. PST. Um, also, if you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, it does help. Please and thank you. And on Spotify, every week we ask a question. Last week's question was, what, if this was a poll, what's your favorite way to game? Roxy, the options were mobile, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Now, there, I did send you the stock. There's a chance you've seen this poll. But in case no, you I haven't. haven't seen the poll. Okay, you haven't seen the poll. All right. If you had to guess, based on your uh, unlimited gaming knowledge, who, what, one out of the four. Tell me again, mobile, PlayStation, Xbox, and what was the last one? PC. PC. Yeah. I would say PlayStation. You would be correct. That one by 47%. I'm so smart. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, Xbox uh, was 24%. PC was 29%. And mobile was 0%. Y'all lying. Everybody plays mobile games. It's one of the biggest. My answer is mobile. Mobile. What do you... You play solitaire. We talked about this. I play solitaire, play solitaire. I play it every single day. Do you bust out? Do you ever bust out like a Candy Crush or no. one of those other games that no. I hear about? Okay. Angry no. Birds? Nope. Never okay. tried it. I've All never right. tried anything. The only things I've ever tried in life are Snake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Solitaire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this game that I remembered the other day, but this was on the computer. I used to play this all the time. Do you remember what Snood was? No. Snood. S N O O D. It was almost, it was not. It's a video game. Hold on. Yeah, it was this game that I used to play. They had like these weird faces. Yeah. They were like blocks of color. And then you would get rid of them that they were, that were clustered. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a kind of a reverse Tetris situation. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I loved Snood. That was the game that I played nonstop. Also, I do feel obligated to say that Snood is also a clothing thing, apparently, because that's coming up a lot. What is a Snood? What's Snood? It's I guess it's a type of head cover. Listen, I'm not going to get into Snood lore. Wait. Snoods for decades. Why would you call this a Snood? It's a head cover. Anyway, um, Snood, to me, seems like a better name for a game than a head covering, but what, what do I know? At the time that I played, this is what it looked like. And you would blast the, like, use your um, little blaster at the bottom and and blast the things that were lined up together. Yes. Um, And that was my favorite game as a kid. So I would say that that is the extent of, and any game that you and Sam had me play back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever bust out, did you ever bust out a Tetris at all? 
Yeah, I think I've I've played Tetris. Um, I think we, they had us play it in school for a little bit, like when, we <laughs> when they're like, that. "Listen, we're tired, go away." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at like study hall or whatever, you could sit and play Tetris, and I liked that. Yeah. I like I like anything where like them the rules mm -hmm. follow these rules and you m will be good or bad at this do you board game um i my favorite game growing up was a game called spy alley okay it's kind of like clue yes but there was a spy and you had to figure out who it was and you collected these things and it was sick yeah um so i liked that one and I did like Clue. Clue's great. Um, you know, what, what I didn't like at the time were like um, things like uh, can Candy Cane Land. Candy Land. Candy Land. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell is that called? Mm -hmm. I just roll, no strategy. Yeah. I don't like no strategy. Okay. Did you ever uh, Monopoly? Yeah, we played Monopoly. I think I liked it. I was in a play called Monopoly. This mm -hmm. was one of the songs, DJ Monopoly. Do, 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 Gotcha. Wait, so is there, is there a mod? Because I know sometimes schools like, well, we're doing a play that's a thing. Was that not the case? Did they make one up? Yep. Okay. Yep. It was the role, everything determined by the dice. <laughs> it's impressive that you remember like any of that. How, yeah, when was no, that? I know the whole thing. When when, when when did you do that? When was that? I'm going to say seven. Seven. And you remember it? God bless. Oh, I remember everything. You should hear me sing about the chameleon. They made up a play about the chameleon. Okay. The, the chameleon, the chameleon, he changes on the spot. First he's here, then he's not. The chameleon. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Leonard mm -hmm. Kim says, uh, I loved Mancala and Trouble. Not oh, I love... I loved Mancala and I loved Backgammon. Backgammon. You like Backgammon's card game, right? No. No. Backgammon looks like Mancala kind of. Um, there are these like little chips almost and then you move them. This is one of those. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, all right. It's, it's one of those that like you hear Backgammon and it's like, I don't have a mental reference and I'm seeing it. It's like, yes, gotcha. You know what I never played, but I always thought I would like, but like, um, it's just, it was too time consuming and I like to do things every day that I like. Yeah. Chess. Yeah. I've my, um, when my wife has one of those like, um, mobile gaming things that you can play people through text or whatever. And when she had COVID, we played chess and uh she's better at it than i am uh which uh, was was frustrating for me <laughs> it was frustrating for me you know I, how to play I, I never learned okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it, it's 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 cool it's fun but it is one of the it's a little bit of strategy and i like to feel like i'm strategically pretty sound but my wife is better my wife is better at it <laughs> there was that unbelievable news story that came out this year about chess skate did you hear about no. this when I tell you this, DJ, you're going to be like, that's not a real story. And then okay. you're going to look it up and be like, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah. The biggest chess, one of the biggest chess players in the world was caught cheating using buzzing anal beads that would determine the moves that he should make. And he won. 
and then they caught him using these like vibrating anal beads. Here's um, here's why I would believe you on that without having to look it up because competitive chess people are crazy and they take it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it's not that it's not that they're crazy for taking it seriously. They take it seriously to a degree that it to me seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's claiming that that's not true. But then he had to give up his title. But then like they know it must be true because based on like what machines are telling them he couldn't have possibly figured out how to do that without the buzzing anal beads. I, I honestly, I don't know anything about chess. So it was so confusing to me, but the headlines were all like anal bead scandal. In no. the community. And that'll be our next episode. We're going to have him on. We're going to have an anal bead expert on. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what the flying F is this? This is an incredible way to cheat. <laughs> we sh- We need to look into this. Can we cheat other ways? using anal beads um let us jump into some news uh hold on i got two negative things but i do want to pull up a positive thing before we dive into it well, you didn't tell me about your favorite game oh man which one which my favorite board game clue yeah oh clue clue love clue big clue fan uh good movie too by the way um uh starring tim curry and a bunch of other uh, christopher lloyd bunch of i don't remember ever seeing it i remember seeing that it existed but i don't remember ever actually watching it it's very good especially when you're like a movie based on board game boo but it's like really funny it's a really they've got they basically just filled the cast remake of that right you would think that would be something that they'd be due for they're they're working on it you know they're working on it IP nation, come on. We're like, oh, just do a new clue. And I think Ryan Reynolds is involved, which it's one of those, like, maybe uh, the the, uh, first clue is great because of all the comedic actors. But, like, I don't, this is going to sound weird. I don't categorize Ryan Reynolds as, like, comedian. Like, he is blockbuster guy that does the jokes. But it's not, like, he's not, like, Seth Rogen or Bill Hader or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if they said bill hater is going to be in our next clue movie i'm like i'm fucking there guys i'm in it <laughs> i have a pitch for you dj please ryan johnson doing a monopoly movie yeah great i thought you were going to say ryan johnson doing clue movie and i'm like yeah that well that within was, what yeah, he excels at we we're saying we've had that we've never had a monopoly movie right like don't yeah. you feel like monopoly but, the movie would be knives out yeah, but here's the problem with the Monopoly movie. Are they going to understand that like the game was originally designed to be like Monopoly bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because I kind of see a situation where you get a not as good because that my only ding against and it's not even really a ding, but the only thing that stuck out to me in the Barbie movie is you could feel it kind of straining with like how to handle the Mattel of it all. Like how yeah. do we talk about this aspect of it in a way that aligns with what we're talking about? And I just feel like that'd be very easy to go off on the rails on a Monopoly movie. Um, but yes, Ryan Johnson, yeah, that'd be great for a Monopoly movie. Do it. Now, okay. let's get I'll in there. It. I'm also pretty good at Monopoly, even though I hate it. And it takes way too long. Um, what would the characters be? They're like a shoe and a hat, right? I think that's one of the oh, things that... be like that... a woman in great shoes and mm-hmm. like a dude in a cool hat. <laughs> or like a thimble person. Um, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's one of the advantages Clue had over board games is, one, it is a murder mystery. That is a genre. That yeah. type of movie exists. And it has characters. It's not like Battleship where it's like your ships. Like, no, it's their people... And did they so, try to make a battleship movie? They did make a battleship movie. 
and somehow they included aliens. Are you making a joke right now? No. It starred Rihanna. I'm not kidding. Look up Battleship movie. A Battleship movie starred Rihanna. Yes. See, now Roxy's the one not believing. Well, just... You would think I would have come across this. <laughs> you would have run across it. No, there was a Battleship movie. Taylor I never Taylor. saw it. Taylor Kitsch and Alexander Skarsgård in a Battleship movie with Rihanna. Yeah, that where they fight aliens because it was, what if we made it Transformers? And it's like, I don't, you know. Whoa. You're in real time seeing Roxy discover we the Battleship 34% movie. 34% on Ron Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. We buried that thing. Going into news, some positive stuff first. Uh, this is a tweet from um, Deadline, uh, and it's just the, the headline of their article in a historic first Marvel Studios VFX workers vote unanimously unanimously to unionize with Yahtzee. So it's cool that that stuff is moving forward. And I just wanted to give you a little taste of something nice before we get into, at best, complicated things. Um Roxy, I feel like we've discussed this before, but in general, before we get into news, what are your thoughts on Drew Barrymore? Uh, Drew Barrymore is my favorite celebrity ever. Okay. So this was unbelievably gutting to me. Um, um, it'll be, yeah, finish your thoughts. Sorry. I am a huge, I mean, like in my top 10 people that you like, you know, people say, who's the people that you want to interview most? It's like Drew Barrymore, Bruce Springsteen, um, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Like, there's, I, you know, she's in my up biggest tier, but she is my, like, if you say, who is your favorite celebrity? My answer is oh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Um, I want a similar truth career trajectory of hers obviously i'm off to a later start than yeah, she. yeah 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 Wait, which to be honest probably for the best <laughs> yeah, totally um i watch her show i watch i think she does an has done an unbelievable job pivoting and she does a great job relating to people she of course is a nepo baby um mm -hmm. so you know i only say that because a lot of times when i have prior to this story talked to people and been like she's my favorite and people are like but she's a nepo baby and i'm like Right, that doesn't inherently make you bad. It just seemingly has got a track record that a lot of Nepo babies are not grateful. She seems to not be like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I love, love her. I love her as a performer. I, I've, I've loved her forever, forever. Yeah. And um, when this story dropped, I was on air. Oh, jeez. When she put, put out her post. Yeah. And I was like, oh, um, you know, she says it's all good. She's mm -hmm. cleared with everybody and she's not crossing any picket lines. Yeah. And then people in my chat were like, uh, WGA East just came right out and said that this is crossing their picket line. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 not true. Not true. Yeah. Not true. Uh, and as the story is unfolded, I definitely have thoughts on it, but yeah, that's, that's my experience with Drew. How are you with Drew? I'm fine with Drew. I'm I'm neutral on Drew. She wasn't like she seems great, uh, but she wasn't wasn't like in a lot of the movies I was checking out. My wife is a huge fan of Never Been Kissed, and so within the last year, I watched it for the first time. It was delightful. I enjoyed it very much. John uh, Wayland's in the movie. Yeah, I know. I saw this. Well, one, he's in the movie. 
everybody's in that movie. Like it's like f- fucking like every minor actor is like somebody now in this movie. Uh, but yes, he's he's one hundred percent in the movie. Which was great. That was exciting. And it was also nice just because we don't make movies like that anymore. Like the stakes are so like nice and low. For, they're huge for her, but it's not like, uh-oh, the world's going to blow up. Like it's, it's it's one of those like. It's in the title. Where did we, why did we stop making these? <laughs> like let's do, let's go back. This is nice. Um, anyway. And she's great in that. And she seems great. Um, and it seems like everybody loves her. And, and knowing in the broadest strokes had troubled spots in her life it's always nice when it seems like hey things are working out like that's great um now to um flesh some of this out in a statement released monday so uh, drew is going back and doing her show sans writers um in a statement released on monday sag afro spokesperson said drew barrymore show is quote uh, produced under the network television code, which is a separate contract and is not struck. It is permissible work, and Drew's role as host does not violate the current strike rules. However, the w- as Roxy just said, the WJ um, uh, quote, the Drew Barrymore show is a WJ covered show. Cover, oh, excuse me, WJ covered struck show. A spokesperson told uh, the Hollywood Reporter after Barrymore said that her show would uh, would be returning. Quote: It is. It has stayed off the air since the strike began on May 2nd, but has now unfortunately decided to return without writers. Um, so verifying it's... that it was off of the air in April because that's when they ended. Yes. So that's had nothing to do with the strike. They didn't go off because of the strike. I did think that verbiage was a little strange. Yeah. So their season ended. They went off the air. Their season's now picking back up. They're coming back. They Which she clarified decided. in a post she made, correct? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are your, yeah, I guess just the question, what are your feelings on this? (laughs) Here are my feelings. Um, I think that SAG and specifically SAG, but WJ as well, have made things uh, very confusing. Mm -hmm. And so it is difficult. I'm super in the know. As you know, I'm on the picket lines. I'm reading up on every deadline, Hollywood Reporter, Variety article, and some like, and other sources, of course, too, because you don't want to just stick with the trades because they do yes. have ulterior motives a lot of the times. Yeah. I am um, in coordination with SAG, emailing with them. I am like really try to be up to date on what it is they are looking for. And same thing with the WGA because that is the sister union. No. And to go against the WGA is to go against unions right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say that the fact that I when Drew put out that post, knowing that this was a non-scripted show, seeing Drew say that they were coming, that she didn't have WGA writers, which ended up not being the case. I guess three was what I was saying. Yeah. And they're all picketing outside, which is just not a good look. No. Um, And, you know, I, I was like, oh, okay, this does make sense because I know that the view can be on, but it, mm-hmm. I know that some late night shows can't be, but I know that Jennifer Hudson's thinking about coming back and she doesn't have WG writers. So I just like me, somebody who's in the know yeah. thought that this would be okay. And then the WJ was like, no, this is not okay. It seems like even, even SAG was confused on whether this was okay or not. Okay. Like yeah. they're not, people weren't on the same page about this, yeah. which is a problem that we don't understand what the rules are. What are the rules? Yeah. Uh, another thing that confused me was 
and this was a while ago, but it's like, I thought in the 2008 strikes, fucking Conan was on and the J- John Stewart and all those people were on, which apparently they were forced back. Into- yeah. And, but it is, it is and again, different era, social uh, media, all that stuff, different era, but it there isn't, an, and this is not me saying Drew should be doing this, but it is weird. It's like those guys did it. And I guess Letterman Letterman and Craig Ferguson were able to make at the time were able to make a deal with WJ. So their writers were able to come back and they were able to pay them the correct amount, which always feels like the best. If you can just like, yeah, man, us independently, we'll do what you want and we're good to go. Like that seems like the best track if you can do that. Um, but it is weird that it's like, I don't feel like we gave Conan and Jon Stewart this much shit for coming, bringing their shows back. And Bill Maher is coming back right now as well. Fuck Bill Maher. (laughs) And he's coming back without his writers. Um, I'm confused on that because I feel like Bill Maher is probably part of the WGA. Yeah, but but also I think the the Drew Barrymore one hurts more because we all know Bill Maher's an asshole. Drew Barrymore, we had higher hopes for. Well, the reason I'm saying it is because I haven't heard bupkis from the people who are pissed at Drew about being pissed at Bill. Yeah. So um, I do think that there is a a little bit of a double standard here. I don't think you're wrong, DJ, with the yeah. things that you're pointing out. But at the same time, so all of that being said, with the confusion and not being clear, and, and genuinely at the time, I was like, maybe Drew didn't know. Maybe she didn't mm-hmm. realize that she was crossing the picket line. Yeah. The people who get to make the rules are the unions. Yeah. The WGA gets to make the rules about what is crossing the picket line for them and what is not. Mm-hmm. That's what a strike is. Yeah. This is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not allowed to do. They have now clearly stated that Drew Barrymore is crossing the picket line. They've yeah. said it. They said whether whether um, you at home be- agree that that should be crossing the picket line or not, that is yours to decide. Yeah. But that is crossing the picket line because it's their picket line to establish. Yeah. It's their strike. And they have said she has WGA writers on her show and she's coming back without them. Yeah. And that is a problem. Mm-hmm. And those three writers are all standing outside her show every day picketing. Yeah. Which is really bad. So at this point, and and also people came into her show wearing WGA pins and they were kicked out of the oh, show. Oh, I didn't even you're absolutely right. I'm glad you pointed that out. I forgot to put that in my notes. But which was also like not the best. No. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't look great. So at this point, while Drew has specifically stated that she will not be crossing the SAG line, as in she will not be talking about struck work with any of the celebs that come on her show or yeah. otherwise, she is crossing a picket line. The WGA has clearly stated it and she's doing it anyway. And to me, not only do I think morally that is questionable, but career wise, I don't understand why the fuck she would do this. Yeah. It seems like a really, really dumb move. Yeah. Because I, what, the implication of what you're saying is you're Drew Barrymore. You know what right. I mean? Like you don't need this. You don't have to do this. Yeah. And you know, everyone is upset that you are doing this. Yeah. And it feels like you have nothing to gain from doing this. Yeah. So I don't get what the decision-making process was. Do you think there is an element, and this is wild speculation. We don't know this person personally, but I, uh, I think every person deals with this, but I think when you're in the rarefied air of celebrity, it appears to me, you deal with this more where you have this, the the immediate pushback where it's like, well, you don't get to tell me what to do. You know, we've seen it with a lot of celebrities more recently. Do you think there's an element of that here? Just so has never struck me that way. And again, obviously I don't know her, but like yeah. with dropping out of hosting the VMAs initially. Yeah. Um, And just like 
the way that she speaks to people on her show and otherwise, I, I don't know, maybe DJ, but I'm more think I might've started with confusion and ended with like, I, maybe she genuinely feels like she is providing jobs for people and that she is the doing the right thing during this time. Yeah. She's not doing the right thing during this time, but maybe she feels that she is. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just, you're going to be in the bad graces of so many more people than the other way around. Like she's probably making the studios very happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, look, Drew Barrymore is doing it. You know, yeah. and a lot of people then are making these decisions, but she's pissing off. I mean, th- those are your writers. Yeah. Those are your writers. You better come out with a statement saying I'm paying my writers the entire time that I'm doing the show mm-hmm. and, and paying them so they can stay on the stick picket lines. Yeah. But you didn't do, you know, yeah. like, cause even that, is that enough? You could debate that, but it's right. better than nothing. That's right. better than nothing. Is, I don't think it is enough, but yeah. I do think it is then acknowledging what you're doing. Yeah. Do I you- think CJ, truthfully, we know Drew has been working since she was nine, mm-hmm. right? Maybe younger. Yeah. I don't know how old E.T. was. Yeah. Um, but I think she's been working since she was like seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Um, she started like majorly drinking at nine, nightclubs, you know, all the things. We've we've heard her talk about everything. She had um, family uh, issues as well. Yeah. And also she has not stopped working mm-hmm. essentially since then. She's also um, in my unwed camp. Mm-hmm. I think she is obsessed with work. Probably this yeah. is all just me theorizing. Yeah. I, I think that it is for the people who are not home with like their uh, spouses right now and don't have their other outlets or whatever at this time, I won't lie. This time period has been like, close to fucking impossible for me. It's mm-hmm. horrible to not be able to talk about the things I want to talk about, film the things I want to film, yeah. like to feel like you are doing what you love every day, that you've given up so much in your life. You know, like I'm sure that if I, if it wasn't for the industry, I would be married and I would have children and I would be living a totally different life. And Drew does have kids, but yeah. just saying like, when this is your world, it's not just a job to you. So when yeah. I'm trying to think like, why would she do this? Um, this is no excuse, but she must really, really fucking love it. Yeah. I must have just been like, I cannot sit. I'm not sitting here anymore. Mm-hmm. I This is my life and I'm doing it. Like, and that's the wrong choice. And that's a short-sighted choice. But that's the only thing I can kind of picture is her just being like, my show's coming back. So it's coming back. Yeah. Do you think this impacts her long-term? Like pe- people's perception of her or anything like that? I really do. Yeah, I really do. Um, in the industry. Like, I'm not saying she's never going to work or book again. I mean, she's Drew Barrymore. Um, as we established previously, she's Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she kind of is like a lot of people refer to her as America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like she was in the good graces of everybody. Like, I've never heard anybody be like, fuck Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And now... I'm hearing everybody say that. It'd be amazing if celebrity culture worked like wrestling, where this was like her heel turn and she came out with a new persona of like, I'm Dick Drew Barrymore. I'm edgy. (laughs) 
yeah, it's just going to be really weird. Like, I don't want to watch her show during this time. Yeah. And it's going to be very weird, though, the interview. Like, who are the other celebrities that are going on this? Mm-hmm. And what are they talking about? I mean, and what are they talking about? Listen, a lot of her show not... does talk about people's personal lives. I was going to say, daytime talk show, it's not like, you know, whatever. We're not getting to the craft usually. Like, Killian Murphy's not going on there and talking about Alec, how he got into he- Oppenheimer's headspace. But, uh, but still. <laughs> Yeah, it's confusing these shows though. Like I heard that Kelly's allowed to go back because she doesn't have WGA writers. But then also, why do some of these shows not have WGA writers? Yeah, and and why does Drew Barrymore's too? Don't know. Speaking of, we'll touch on this briefly. Speaking of, will this affect people long term? Jimmy Fallon also not doing so hot during this time. Uh, we've seen reports from Rolling Stone. Stating it's common knowledge behind the scenes that Fallon's temperament, mood, and treatment of staffers are erratic. Employees say they've seen Fallon snap at crew members, express irritation over minor issues, and berate and belittle staffers out of frustration. Three former employees claim that he berated them in front of colleagues and crew members, which is bad. But in the spectrum of things I've heard celebrities do, I was like, well, not the worst. But follow up in that same article, seven former employees say their mental health was impacted by their alleged experiences working with The Night Show. These staffers say it was commonplace to hear people joking about, quote, wanting to kill themselves, and that they would refer to guests' dressing room in the office as crying rooms because that is where they would go to let out their emotions when they were upset with their alleged mistreatment, which does sound pretty serious. It does, but DJ, did you read the whole article? I did not. Okay, I, I'm, I wasn't, didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, you're good. No, that's fine. I really struggled with this article. Yeah. That was very well written. They interviewed 16 people, two current staff members, 14 pre- previous staff members. Um, and they did talk a lot about people's feelings. There mm-hmm. was people who said that they were suicidal. There were people who said that they lost 20 pounds. There were people who said that they... Um, had to go on medication that they had not previously been on. Yeah. But they didn't say why. There was no like, here were the situations that happened. It mm-hmm. was like, the workplace environment was not good. Here's how I felt about it. Yeah. And I just really, I think it's because they were all anonymous that none of them wanted to give any specifics because then you would be able to tell who it was. Yeah. But there were no specifics. Mm-hmm. There was only one specific situation in the entire article. Yeah. And it was about a situation with Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Which Jerry Seinfeld then later like was, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. And Jerry was like, that's ridiculous. That is not what it was. Um, So I had a hard time because while I felt for people, this did seem like every single workplace I've ever worked in, in the entertainment industry in a way that I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying I'm confused because you're not giving me any specifics and are you saying like, fuck this, this industry is crap because totally. Yes. But, or, or you guys, or what is it that this article is trying to say? Yeah. I think that's a very good point. Cause I think you're, you're touching on something that I thought of too, or cause I read this and I was like, wow, well, that doesn't sound too bad. And then I, then I had to question myself. It's like, is that just because that's what it's like? Like, am I just like, welcome to what we do? And it's like, well, that's not great either you know what i mean like that's not i i think the point you're trying to delineate delineate uh about the question of like is this specifically against fallon or is this about how things are run in the industry because that the latter one might be more valid here 
a lot of it was talking about his showrunners too, like yeah. situations with them. And then there was a lot of speculation in there about his drinking, mm-hmm. but nothing like here's honestly the part about the drinking DJ was there were they painted three different years, three different people over three different years, one day each yeah. said that they thought that he, they might have smelt alcohol, but they were not sure yeah. or that they thought his behavior was as if somebody had been drinking. Yeah. Like, and that's a, that's a big accusation. Fallon's had um, drinking abuse accusations as well uh, in the past. Yeah. But for an entire article to say like in 2015 and 2016 and in 2017 on three separate incidents, um, somebody thinks that they might have smelled alcohol. And it's like, I, I kind of need to know more about what you're trying to say here. Like, are you trying to paint him as a, as somebody who's drinking on set? Because if so saying like over three years, yeah. Three times. Yeah. Maybe possibly there was a smell of boot from the night before from what like just it felt like this article was trying to really take down Fallon. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I was like, am I sitting here being like, yay, Fallon? Mm-hmm. No. And I've never really been like, yay, Fallon. But I did think for an entire article where the Internet was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um. I just didn't read it that way. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, uh, I do think at least it sparks in me a conversation about what... Why is the entertainment industry so pressurized? And is there is there a version of making... I guess you'd have to talk to like maybe like the Colbert people... Like, yeah, it's great. It's chill. We have a blast. Like, I mean, they're hard days. It's work. But like, you know, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Then, well, then they're doing something okay. And maybe Fallon's not. But it is it is one of those that like, you've worked environments like this. I've worked in toxic work environments like this. I don't know. I And I would like to think that it, I want to be careful how I phrase it. Because I don't want to phrase it like, it's impossible to make it so it's not worked out. I, I just, I wonder why these work environments lend themselves to this um to this type of toxicity and maybe part of it is you're built around a singular personality um because i anyway uh uh but you know rolling stone put out a similar article about kelly clarkson's show in may okay uh, there obviously we know what happened with ellen DeGeneres show yeah um uh james corden like there's been a lot of um uh i don't know whether it was just like one article or whether it was um, multiple about um, about any of about specifically about James, but any of them, like whether because this seemed like it was just Rolling Stone, yeah. and maybe the Ellen one seemed more substantiated because there was so many articles that yeah. were coming out. Um, and then it also the, felt like it is known, like you know, it, within the industry, it is known Ellen asshole, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like. For it to be in it, the Kelly Clarkson one wasn't specifically about Kelly. It was about the workplace at Kelly. Yeah. But for it to be the for it to be Kelly's show, Fallon's show, James's show, Ellen's show. There's now issues with Drew Barrymore's show. Obviously, yeah. not talking about the same thing, but just like I think that these articles are missing the thing that you just said, which is like this is how all of them are, yeah. except for these couple. And look at how you can do it. Yeah. 
because if those couple because we don't know i just because i mean maybe they're it's shitty there too and just nobody's complaining about it like one hopes it's just one hopes that like there's a way to do this that isn't as emotionally taxing on your workforce this is i think a way to do this with kindness right especially people who are preaching kindness yeah i do i and i do want i do wonder if it's because yeah that's the thing with you know, you think about people like, like, uh, Drew and Ellen and stuff like that. Like that's part of the brand I feel like is, is that kindness aspect. But I do think it's tough that like, when you say like, you go to a person specifically, I feel like a guy and you're like, Hey, your name is on the show. You're the guy, you're the show. You're the guy. We all work for you. It's like, how does that person not become an asshole? How do you, you make all the money, you call all the shots, you're the face on the thing. Uh, you're basically in this set, you're God. You get it's all like, the credit. Yeah. Like, how does that person not like I Seth Meyer seems like a really fucking chill dude. Seems like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, but like I do have a friend who worked I, I do have a couple friends who worked on Kimmel and I heard really great things about Kimmel. Great. That makes me yeah. happy. Conan seems like a yeah. perfectly fine person. Totally, yeah. totally. So it's like I do think that they're like you said, yeah, being in late night or or being in daytime, but especially being in late night mm-hmm. is an unbelievably stressful work environment because yeah. You're having to come up with so many shows, yeah. so many topics late at night. You're working all day into the night. Yeah. Same thing with even like an SNL, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, except that's once a week, but like yeah. still, it's just, it is a recipe for a pressure cooker. Yeah. So it's not like you, it, you can, it's beyond the realm of possibility or understanding like how, why are people anxious? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what I kind of thought that I'm so don't mean to gaslight anybody. Yeah. But the one girl that was like, I never, or guy, um, they didn't say that was like, I never took anxiety medication before coming on, before I started with this show. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, number one, we did just live through a global pandemic. A lot mm-hmm. of people started taking anxiety medication. Yeah. Um, number two, did you work in late night elsewhere, but this show was worse? Yeah. Or, or is it really anxiety inducing? to be up all night pitching stories Yeah, when that might not be your nature, you know? And again, it could be that what it could be is that it's not in that anxiety inducing Fallon's a dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Like that totally could be the answer, but they didn't tell me anything Yeah, other than like he, they wrote like sometimes he gives notes and on the notepad, it will just say, "Ugh, do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. I was like, that's your example of him being like this horrible guy. He would write these notes that were like, "Ugh, this is the best you got. Mm-hmm. Um, like you must be having a bad day or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, I wish those are the notes that some of my bosses wrote me in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think it's in contrast to looking at like the stuff around across the spider verse where it's like, no, understand these people have worked on a lot of these movies and this was a uniquely taxing experience for these right. reasons. It's like, okay, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Uh, these guys work on a bunch of this stuff. This, this was a unique. And also as evidence to that, like I just got the Blu-ray and there was even more changes. It's like, God, Damn it. Let it be, let it be done, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, Definitely. And that's what I needed to hear though. A little bit. Like I came over from this, 
this is how it was different. Like yeah. the article just did not paint for me a picture that was different from anything I've ever seen or heard before. And that's why you wrote on the article, Ugh, do better. And you sent Ugh, it to the right, Ugh, do better. All righty, let's jump on over to the uh, the big the big topic for today, which is reality TV. So this is not something previously pre Roxy we talked a lot about, but now since Roxy's been on the show, obviously if you check out what we're into. Uh, Roxy watches reality TV, and so I've been I've been exposed to a lot more of the reality TV universe than I had in the past. And this is a good opportunity to kind of like dissect it a little bit because shocker, I do have opinions on it. But before we get into any of that, Roxy, what is your history with reality television? Like what was the first show you watched? How did you get into it? Mm, good question. Um, I don't know if this was the first, but I think that Either Jersey Shore or Real World was like one or the other came for. Obviously, Real World came before Jersey Shore did, but I didn't watch that. Exactly, season. you weren't watching um, it when you were in like in your mom's womb, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what what year did Jersey Shore come out? I mean, it must have been two thousand and nine, two thousand and. Is it that recent? I would have thought early, like two thousand two or something. Let's find out together. That's definitely possible. Jersey Shore. Um, how do you even see this number it of seasons? Two thousand nine. You nailed it. God. <laughs> it was the first show I ever covered for AfterBuzz. Okay. So um, I knew that it. I knew it was on in two thousand and ten when I was covering it, but I yeah. didn't think that we covered the first season. So, yeah, two thousand nine. So I must have started watching Jersey Shore then. Um, and then I was watching The Real World and The Challenge also, which are The Challenge is a competition show. Yeah. And for the purposes of this conversation today, I do have a very hard time kind of distinguishing because to me, there's a big difference between non-scripted and reality. Okay. Right. Um, reality versus non-scripted. Non-scripted is docs are non-scripted. Yeah. Right. Um, competition shows are competition. Reality TV. Let's see. They, I, I actually, I think I pulled the definition for this. Um, wow. But it's about shows that are made that are continuous filming of some of something real mm -hmm. that are made for entertainment purposes, not educational purposes. Okay. So, like, while I oftentimes clump everything together, such as like the Nexium doc or yeah. like the Bow, whatever, I'll clump things together and be like reality TV. Yeah. I don't think that that's fully what we're talking about today, right? We're talking no. more about the Kardashians. We're talking more about Jersey Shore. We're talking more about um, The Bachelor, you know? Yeah. even I know The Bachelor is a competition show, so the lines do get kind of blurry. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think something like The Bachelor, and I think... Um... I, I would think something like Survivor. I, I often hear the conversation Survivor is like the proto reality TV show. Like that was kind of like the gateway drug to what we have now. And I loved Survivor, and that's a competition show as well. I yeah. always loved Survivor, Big Brother. Yeah. Growing up, you know, for Survivor, we would put on, my whole family would put on, we all own those buffs. 
Mm-hmm. And so we would wear them and we'd watch the show and um, same thing with Big Brother in the summertime, you know, that was like, that was what was on. It yeah. was, that was the show. So I've always, always since the inception of me knowing about reality or competition, absolutely loved reality and competition while also simultaneously finding it to be very problematic in some senses. And I also have avoided um, have not watched major franchises. I've never seen Vanderpump. I've never seen an episode of Real Housewives. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of shows that I have stayed away from until the Kardashians. I was asked to cover it for something. I had never and still have never seen a single episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. I only started with the Kardashians because I was doing coverage for an event for something and now have continued to watch it because it is super entertaining. Is there a difference between, is the Kardashians just a rebrand of Keeping Up with the Kardashians or is there a fundamental difference on some Hard for me to answer, DJ, because uh, I didn't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Gotcha. However, they're on two different networks. Okay. My understanding is that now that the Kardashians are on Hulu and they are their own producers. They are producing it. Yeah. Um, that it is like more open in some ways, as in they're able to show things that previously they weren't able to show, like more about their relationships and like whatever storylines they want to tell. But they also look better because they are mm-hmm. not going to include anything that they don't want to include. Yeah. Okay. So for you, what is the appeal of? And I guess in a broader sense, what do you think the appeal of Beyond You is of reality TV? I think that it's relatable yeah. a lot of the times. I think that like you can see yourself in people. It's also r- a lot raw, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, I think that they, with the casting of reality TV, they do an unbelievable job of finding some of the most entertaining people in the world. Mm-hmm captivating entertaining people yeah that are just being themselves i think that a lot of people i think that the statistic when you and i were coming up more like maybe 10 years ago it was something like 85 percent of our generation of millennials believed that one day they would be famous and it was a staggering statistic yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I that makes sense when you when you calculate when you bring in reality TV when you bring in Instagram especially now with TikTok like and then define celebrity like what does that mean? I'm saying yeah. what does yeah. that mean, right? So, but it was staggering when I saw it. And again, it was years ago. Yeah, but it was something like it was a vast majority of people in our generation believed that one day they would be famous. Yeah, for something for whatever mm-hmm. they did, and um, I think that that is part of the. Thing about reality TV that is so enticing to people because you're looking at everyday people and saying that could be me yeah. or that is me. That's what I'm doing right now. If only cameras would follow me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do think that that, and then with the competition aspect, I think also there's some cool parts about why people aspire to be on reality TV in terms of like you look at something like Survivor and it's like, could I do that? Mm-hmm. I, no, I could never. Maybe. Yeah. You know, or like you see something like Big Brother where they're a hundred days in a house or something like the challenge where they have to hike these crazy mountains or whatever. Um, Amazing Race. You know, the, when I was watching Amazing Race as a kid every year, my my mom would look at me and be like, would you shave your head, though? Because there was that same competition, yeah. and like just the conversations of every goal, every milestone you, stone, you talk to people and you're like, would you do that? Would you rather do that? Would you take the long road or the short road? Right. Yeah. It, it's like 
you're not talking about TV shows and movies that are scripted where you're like, you can have those theoretical conversations, but nobody's really doing it. Mm -hmm. This is like, wow, those people are real. They're doing this theoretically. Yeah. yeah. How real reality yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, DJ? What's your reality? Did, did you watch anything? Have you ever watched a reality show? No. Uh, to completion, I've seen episodes of Real World. I have... Wait, is that it? What about like Top Chef or like... My family... You're right. The umbrella of reality TV is broad. It's like cooking shows. I guess that falls under... And my newest uh, one, Shark Tank, which I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Things like that, right? And then you're like, is that a competition? Well, technically... Yeah, you're right. A lot of subgenres under the reality unscripted uh, umbrella. Uh, my mm -hmm. family's big into cooking shows. Seen a lot of cooking shows. I'm not as much um, into that. Uh, some game shows. Wow, I'm really not into that stuff. I wonder why. Um, yeah. So what would be your guess? I know obviously like you're psychoanalyzing yourself, but yeah. why would you think that you're really across the board, not into non-scripted stuff that, other than docs, which I know you do like. I do like, yeah, documentary and, and science stuff and like, you know, like people explaining concepts like that. You're way into that shit. Mm -hmm. um, but um why not? Well, I think if you think about uh, reality TV in the terms of something like um, Bachelor or uh, Jersey Shore or any of that stuff, having worked in reality TV briefly, I was a casting editor, and having worked as an editor, um, it's like, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I know how you're tricking me. Um, this isn't real, um, which I don't know that that is entirely fair right because that's the same thing people brought against wrestling forever in a day and it's like that's not really the point you know what i mean the athleticism still real the the threat to these people's physical health is clearly still real because people fucking die doing pro wrestling uh in and out of the ring all the time but um but that is me that we have a question here mike joyce from the discord does it ever feel fake to you and it's like yeah that's think that's the big turnoff as far as cooking shows and stuff like that, or like game shows, I don't know. Like I've seen game shows, like, you know, my, uh, my parents like to watch Jeopardy. So I've seen Jeopardy with them. I don't, I guess it's one of those appeal. It's the same thing of like, maybe uh, it's the same thing as like when I'm at a concert, I'm not bringing out my phone. I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not looking to relive this through my phone. You know what I mean? Like I live life. I don't need to see your drama. I've got my own drama. I don't you know what I mean? That doesn't um that's how my brain computes it. Um so it just and it's not even I do have I do wonder and I did want to talk to you about this because I feel like I might be being unfair. There is part of me that feels like there is inherent there's something inherently wrong with reality tv in that it um one it, it it kind of like promotes interpersonal drama in a way in, in a way that i don't know that i find productive also it has a way of platforming people um and i think there's a spectrum there like wherever you feel like kim kardashian falls to trump like i don't think trump is president of the united states without the apprentice right um is that, and so there's that part of me that's like, I feel like this might be bad. 
Is that fair? Am I, is that a fair, how do you, because as somebody that, that enjoys it more, or am I just being like, am I being a dick? Um, I don't think that you're being a dick. I think it's fair to not, this to not be your genre. I think that there are reality shows that are bad and there are reality shows that are really beautiful and great that okay. like highlight people that would never be on TV otherwise. Yeah. And so different worlds of different people's lives. Um, I think that in general, people like you, DJ, and this is a, a obviously huge generalization, but yeah. you love prestige television and mm. prestige, like you have very um, high end taste. Okay. And <laughs> I think that a lot of people do kind of like put up their noses at reality, right? Like yeah. for uh, the shows that you like, oftentimes they are, and it's not like you've never liked a, you know, you also love. Um, I mean, we talked about all those CW shows for many years. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. But, but in general, I find the shows that you rave about yeah. are shows that are, have unbelievable writers on them. Yeah. Really great dialogue. A lot of them are in that like sci-fi, but their world building yeah. transport you to a different place, not this reality. Yeah. Some other reality. And they're from their costumes to their sound design, like they are just so much work and everybody it takes so many people to make it happen. Yeah. So it's almost like reality TV is not TV to you, mm -hmm. I would think, because it's not like it's a completely different genre. Yeah. It's not like how like, you know, video games, there'll be one kind of game or another game and you might have a preference, but you respect the other games because any game takes a lot of work to make. Right. Yeah. This is like it's almost like there's movies, there's television and there's reality television, which yeah. is a, a whole different space. So I get what you're saying, but there are some reality shows that like um, that will follow like people with Down syndrome or little people or like take you into worlds that you have never been in before and make people who like want to show you what it's like and give you better understanding, like what a doc does. Yeah. But but it's reaching other people, right? It's reaching yeah. people who would never watch a doc. People who want to see like the lives of somebody who is in a different state, a different country even, mm -hmm. or in a different like socioeconomic class or a different, just all different. Yeah. And it makes you fall in love with people or hate people or understand people in a way that is, I think, uh, can be really fucking beautiful. Yeah. I agree with you that without The Apprentice, there wouldn't be Trump as president. I don't know anybody who would disagree with that statement. That would be kind of asinine, right? How yeah. we've got there otherwise. Um, you know, I think you could probably say that about some actors as presidents in the past too. Mm -hmm. But at the at the end of the day, I think that there are bad people in every area. Yeah. Like, you know, like in scripted and non-scripted and sports in on wall street there's horrible people all over the place so yes sometimes with reality tv it does encourage horrible people to come out because they get more intention, yeah. attention attention but not always 
And it's also there, it has helped a lot of people find love. It's mm -hmm. helped a lot of people find community. It's helped yeah. a lot of people find family. Well, and you're talking about, and I feel like you're talking about within the context of the shows themselves, but the people that enjoys these shows have yes, found a lot totally. of community. Uh, and I think, I think you make a really good point. Cause I think it is, I think it is reductive of me, especially at the beginning of this conversation, talking about everything that falls under the umbrella of what reality TV to be like, I feel like it's kind of bad. That's reductive of me. It's the same thing. Like it's something I have to work against whenever I see like my wife will be scrolling through TikTok. I'm like, wow, this mostly looks like trash to me. Um, but, but again, there's so much out there. It's not all that, you know what I mean? Like it's not. And, and, and also, as you pointed out, it might not just, it might just not be for me. That's fine. The TikTok thing's a little bit scary because that's like the future or whatever. So it's like, I'm just yeah. embracing my own obsolescence. Um, <laughs> but, um, for, I think, uh, uh, for you, what are some of the examples of, I guess some of the, some of the more positive examples, because I think in that, in that thing, like you would see, you would say something like bachelor for its flaws. Cause we've talked about it and we can admit there's, I just saw the most recent bachelor. It was black. And she's like, what, one of two over the years. You know what I mean? There's flaws. Right. But you would say like, she as, was the best as far as now, mostly positive. Something like that is, is you you would see is or at least entertaining, right? Yeah, I just mentioned it earlier, but for me, like this year has been the year of Shark Tank for me. Yes, and I like take notes during the show. Okay, I'm super interested in how these entrepreneurs are starting. And yes, of course, does it have that like classic American Idol? randy paula simon kind of vibe mm -hmm. where some people are nicer some people are meaner like how they say it yeah i'm not saying that there's no entertainment aspects and that everybody's super sunshine and rainbows all the time but there are terms on the show like i'm learning more about being an entrepreneur and what works and what doesn't and the pitfalls of things yeah in in such a cool and entertaining way um that I'm completely obsessed with it right now. And like looking into, I, you know, I have a dream. I've always wanted to start a tea company. That's cool. As you know, every time I'm on here, I'm mm -hmm. drinking tea. I don't not bring tea anywhere. And um, I have like this whole vibe and thing that I've been working on in my head for a long time about how I want to curate my teas because I do stuff at home too, where I like mix and match different, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but it seems so foreign and I don't know anybody who I've never, you know, it's not my family. I don't know how I wouldn't know where to start. And I'm like genuinely from watching the show, I feel like I'm picking up how I could possibly take step one to do that. Maybe yeah. step two, you know, it's not like teaching me the whole thing, but I think that's really cool and yeah. helpful. And like, what a wild thing. And also some of the people who have gotten to go on the show, it's been on for 14 years. Jeez have made millions and millions of dollars with the helps of the sharks, you know, like the, over 50% of their companies have been successful. Yeah. That have gotten deals from the show. That is like unbelievable the, that, that they are providing that for people. Now also you could argue Mark Cuban's already a billionaire and the show mm -hmm. is making him significantly richer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, like they are really helping people. People come on the show. There's these three kids who came on the show their dad was a firefighter in 9-11 and their mom um, got sick and she passed. And then the dad got a cancer re that related to the 9-11 yeah. um, fires and then he passed. And the kids are like, 
like 16, 17 and 12 or whatever. And their dad had this cutting board that he had created Mm -hmm. and they put it into whatever, but they had no idea where, like how to, so they go on shark tank with this cutting board and now they never have to work for anybody ever in their life. Like all the sharks merged in on it. They're now selling it at Williams Sonoma. Like it, it's un, and you get to hear from these people. I fo- then go follow them on Instagram, and you're like learning about their journey and how they did this. That's cool. That's just yeah. one show, obviously, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. an example of a show that I don't feel like is doing to the world what uh, The Apprentice or Kardashians or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we got doing. we got some questions from the Discord. Um, Jake Hefner says, "When it comes to reality TV, is trashier the better? Are there any?" wholesome reality tv shows you dig you just mentioned uh what you're getting out of shark tank if you had to come up with a concept for a reality show what would it be so for you roxy is trashier better i guess at least in the terms of entertainment value and if you had to create your own concept for reality show what would it be i don't think that the trashier is the better i don't love like the reason i don't watch a lot of the shows i stopped watching real world and don't watch any of the housewives or Vanderpump so far. Although Vanderpump does sound unbelievably entertaining to me. I've been seeing, is it Vanderpump? I think it's Vanderpump. It's one of those where it's a lot of, there's some sort of relationship drama that keeps popping up in my newsfeed. And it's like, all right. I really don't like, and reality TV has moved away from this because not because morally they're good, but because legally they were getting in trouble. (laughs) I really don't like watching people fight. Um, okay. like physically fight, you know, yeah. like there was a lot of early reality, drink throwing, hair pulling, like mm-hmm. clawing. I'm that to me is very trashy and super not entertaining. Yeah. I, I gain nothing from that. It's not like I'm like, Oh, get it. You know, it's yeah. just like, Oh my God, I just have no interest in it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do watch, I do like watching people navigate each other that come from completely different worlds and sometimes that does make for trashy stuff right like put two different people in a room together that are from completely different backgrounds trying to understand each other yeah um but also same thing with trashy the better like this year on big brother and dj because you've been watching me talk about big brother for six years now i mean Mm -hmm. I've, i've like i've watched it from the beginning but i talk about it all the time Another person got kicked off the season for saying the N-word on the show. And it's like, that to me, I don't know if the the word is trashy. Um, Like, whatever that word is, I find no entertainment from it. Like, and the show, honestly, this time, they didn't even fucking, like, he said it, he got pulled into the diary room, he was off the show. Yeah, And there was no, they didn't harp on, like, in previous seasons where we do, like, long conversations about it, it was just like, we're not even fucking giving this airtime because this is just done. Yeah. And I thought that that was a better way of handling it because yeah. I was just like, you guys keep doing this. We can't keep making a thing out of it every time. Yeah. Like I feel like I say it every season that yeah. somebody did something super sexist, racist, homophobic, etc., Yeah. And was kicked off the show. Yeah. So it's like, to me, I don't know exactly what the word trashiest means, but like, I find no entertainment value in that. It's not like, let's sit down and learn from this. Not just like, what the fuck grow the fuck up yeah. you fucking piece of shit. It's just like, I can't, I can't. Um, so yeah, I don't think the trash are the better. However, 
sometimes there are hysterical things that come from trashy, especially in the world of love. As you know, one of the shows, a couple of the shows I love involve people dating each other's partners or like, mm -hmm. like these things. And it's just like, I don't know why anybody would ever sign up for this, but this is unbelievable that you signed up for a show in which you guys date other people. And then the drama comes from you being pissed that your person's dating other people. Yeah. It's like mind blowing. Yeah. And, and that kind of shit does for some reason really entertain me. Like when people sign up for a show and then don't realize what show they're on mm -hmm. for some reason, they like think the rules wouldn't have applied to them. And it's yeah. like, wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Okay. So you're, you've been tasked with creating your own reality TV show. What are you doing? Wow. I have no idea. I mean, you're asking me to pitch a reality show. Yes. You're now on Shark Tank, but okay, you're pitching you know, reality show. Here's what I'll tell you. I don't, yeah. this is not my actual pitch, but I'll change the question and okay. tell you, I was going to play a game with you today, DJ. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm, I was like, oh, okay, we don't, I don't think we have time and it will take forever. We okay. Can do a different time if you want though. But what I was going to do is going to come in with 10 shows, five of which were real, five of which were fake that I made up and yeah. ask you which ones were the real ones and which ones were the fake ones. So one of the fake ones that I designed uh -huh. was ranking people having sex. So how good they are at it. So like you watch the reality show is a bunch of people like couples have sex and then other people behind the curtain and everybody knows that they're watching yeah. sit there and rank how compatible they think they are based on the sex that they're having. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. No notes. I was like, well, DJ, you think this is a real show? That would be amazing. No notes. Um, so it's not. Wait, do we play. not have time? Can you not? Can you not like give me three and I have to pick the fake? Oh, one I or didn't. Something? That was one of the only ones I came up with, and then I was oh, like, okay. I think this is going to just take way too long. You're, you're like, you're like, no, never mind. And, all, and also, some of these are already so outlandish. Um, gotcha. That would be great. What would I do? Fuck, I have no idea. Every, That'd be the worst show ever, but that's my pitch. The second I read that, like, I I just read it now, come up with a concept of a reality show, everything I'm going to start thinking about is, like, that's a documentary. Uh, how about this? Uh, it doesn't have to be. You could say it. People, like undercover boss, that kind of shit. People making a podcast. Let's make a reality sh TV show off of people who think they can be podcasters and trying to be a podcast. Listen, if Beat Shazam is a show, let's do it. Cool. we can do it yeah, that kind of stuff is wild right uh mike joy says i'm surprised porn hasn't done that as a reality show yet you would think you couldn't do it on air on abc but you do think the porn people would come up with their own reality show possibly they have and it's called porn anyway um ba -ba -ba -ba, i think those are the good we think we've covered all the stuff from the questions but before we go roxy yeah. Any final thoughts on reality TV? Um, the newest season of Love is Blind after the altar just dropped and the couples are still going strong. That's the show they fall in love through the pods. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say I think that's definitely worth people's time if you're looking for what to catch up on. Um, other thoughts on reality TV? think like everything else but specifically with reality tv just don't push it on anybody mm -hmm. <laughs> if you like something you like it but like just just don't take your cues from it <laughs> yeah just watch it and enjoy it for what it is for what it is and you know 
You know, here, how about this, Roxy? Here's something I'd like to see more. It's probably unfair. I'm probably going to stick my foot in my mouth. But I was like, more poor people. More, because I feel like a lot of reality TV is like Vanderpump and Kardashian and selling Sunset. And it's like, I want to get away from this fucking rich person worship shit, man. It's not working out for us. I think we, it could be harmless, but it feels like it's not anymore. You know what, though? This is the problem, DJ. It's like when they start with the people on Jersey Shore, that's exactly what they were. But now they're multi, multi-millionaires, Great right? Point. So it's like, point. it's hard to stay that because otherwise you're not paying people for their route, like what they're yeah. bringing. Um, you really only get one season of poor people. Of poor people, poor Maybe folk. Maybe three. Yeah. You know? We're going to follow us a bunch of homeless people, but we can't pay them because they need to stay homeless for our show to work. <laughs> Good pitch, DJ. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Green. The studios would love it. Um, greenlit. Greenlit right away. Roxy, what should the kids be looking out for from you? Oh, like Project Greenlight. That was cool, too. Um, I feel like that's one I should have checked out more. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, things like that I would think you would like the most. Yeah. Things that are entertainment-related or like um, business-related where it is kind of competition, but more just like things that have nothing to do with love or drama. Or yeah. And, but I, and I think that's the thing is like, so when you get, when you're talking about process, like process interests me and it's like, now you're describing a documentary. You're talking about the process of a thing. You're not talking about like the competition drama. I don't care about that. How does the person do the thing that interests me? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear uh, you. I feel like they're doing this. Wait, they're doing this with celebrities. Son of a bitch. I can't beat reality TV. They've already done it. It's, um, but I, I was looking into the stuff that they're doing to get people prepared for the rigors of uh, living on Mars. Like if we had a colony on Mars, like what would that be like? And I was like, maybe a reality shot of that. And it's like, wait, I think they're doing it. And they think they're doing it with celebrities. I think that's a fucking thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it can't be really because it does sound like a goddamn fucking nightmare. Because um, it. Have you um, watched, I think it's called Alone. I have heard of it. I have not watched it. I haven't seen it either, but I feel like both of us should start. I hear the show is amazing. My dad's obsessed with it. And it's people that are surviving in the wilderness. This is like what they do and mm -hmm. what they train for, but oh, completely alone. Yeah. And the person who survives the longest yeah. wins. Um, and people survive can survive like three months and they're in crazy conditions and stuff. That's wow. wild. That, that could kind be interesting. Of is wild. I also watched a lot, and I think this edges more towards game show than reality. But I enjoyed Ninja Warrior a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's competition, right? Yeah. But that show's very fun to watch. It's like crazy what people can do with the human body, right? Yeah. Like I do love shows like America's Got Talent too. Sometimes you're watching and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. How did you? Just, that talent isn't a talent that I even knew of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you say the things that people should be looking out for? Or did I cut you off? Um, you didn't cut me off. I didn't say it because okay. I just kept talking about reality. Yeah. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer and I'll keep you posted about what I'm doing. Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash, even on Blue Sky. I'm there now. Um, where cool. are we? Roxy, where are we going? Have we landed on a spot yet? I don't know because I forgot that threads existed, which doesn't bode I, well. I saw them. your post on threads. So I was like, I'm guessing not threads. I'm guessing. Do you do Blue Sky? I'm on there, but I've never posted anything, and it doesn't seem like anybody's on there. Yeah, but it, it's increasingly people aren't on Twitter either, which is probably good because it is becoming more and more of a nightmare over there. 
man. It's like, what racist thing is trending today? Um, anyway, uh, but the show on X and I've, uh, wait, <sighs> I threw myself off again. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on X. He ain't got the vowels from stupid. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.